is all clear and clanker free. This is Clone Army Radio. Execute Order 66. Quit soldiers follow orders. Quit soldiers follow orders. Begun. The Clone War has. I found them. Repeat, I found them. What is up, Clone Army? Welcome back to the best accidental Star Wars podcast this side of the galaxy. We're just simple clones making our way, like our father before us. Oh, Jesus. I did it too soon, didn't I? Yeah, God. I did. So all that preparation that before. God. So cut. Cut. <laughs> when do you nod, dude? Like like our father before us, then nod. Yeah. It's like Luke. Like my father before me. That's what I did. It's like right after the words. Oh. No, you, you nodded as you were saying the word. <laughs> Did you poke me in there? <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. And I love the, the freaking title of this episode because I almost feel like this is a common thing. Hopefully not. But uh, from what I've heard from some other people, nobody's listening. Nobody's watching this show. Nobody's. Uh, I, don't, I beg to differ, dude. What do you mean? I've heard, heard a lot of people say they're not watching it. It's like the highest rated Star Wars show. It doesn't mean anything, though. 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's really that's... good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's good. But I just, from what I've seen, people aren't watching it or people have tuned yeah. out. As someone with quite a wide sort of Star Wars fan network, like a lot of my friends, the majority, I would say, of my friends are big Star Wars fans. And I would say a small handful are still watching. Quite a few have dropped out now. Yeah. But I'm committed. I'm in it. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like my I say this almost probably every week. I'm like a broken record. But like my first viewing of each episode every week, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think I'm tapping out. But then I'll watch, I'll rewatch it. I'll throw the subtitles on, and then I see and hear all of these different things being told. I still want more action because who doesn't? There was a little bit in this episode. Was there? A, wh- a little tiny bit. Where? There was a bit of, you know, like rough housing with Bix and. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's a good point. That was disturbing. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, uh, it's very yeah. different. They're like trying to like invent new ways of like showing how bad the Empire is, it seems. Yeah, when like, show. in all honesty, I mean, I think we learned right in A New Hope how bad the Empire is. They freaking used a Death Star and blew up a planet of billions of people. <laughs> I mean, but they still want to reiterate, you know, the Empire's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kidding. They're selling it. No, we were talking about the Death Star using kyber crystals. And we remember on the text, right? Like, mm-hmm. we just came to a realization that the Death Star is just a giant lightsaber. Right. And the but Death it's Star shaped is... like a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why have I never put... I... <clears throat> For context, anyone who's listening, um, I've literally, as we're recording this, I have just finished watching Rogue One. Haven't watched it in a while. I am notoriously very anti-Rogue One. Um, I've now changed my tune. <clears throat> nice. Oh, excellent. Good. It's an exceptionally good film. 
oh no it's not food i got excited sorry (laughs) (laughs) no i have never why have i never considered that the death star is in fact a giant lightsaber yeah just like one lightsaber blast or one lightsaber at a time or whatever but like how would you hold that as a lightsaber hilt i mean would you like (laughs) oh yeah that's a good point would you cup it (laughs) you most definitely would have to cup that big it's like a ball so it's like she's trying to eat that's all right is that a waffle fry looks like a waffle fry looks delicious she she muted us during the lightsaber (laughs) oh yeah okay uh so i had a question that i wrote in my phone so in in this episode obviously there's mon and mothma and val we learned some couple things about them which was kind of i guess obvious that they were related but we see that vel is like all in on the rebellion and mon is like i don't know what did we get ourselves into and leto i know you've mentioned like uh somebody you know maybe her parent her not her parents her child and her husband might die and that might set her off but i just wanted to know if you guys had any other thoughts on like you know what what's going to be that catalyst that drives her to be like you know pardon my language balls deep into the rebellion is that is that still like what you would think leto or what i'm thinking is um she didn't think like she's like oh yeah sounds great to have a rebellion but i didn't know i was gonna have to get my hands dirty yeah right using you know a scandalous people uh as a resource um she never thought she'd have to go that far she thought you know outstanding citizens will take up the cause if they you know get the ball rolling so i think she's kind of like oh man like i didn't know i was gonna have to like deal with this kind of clientele as an ally you know but you know that's how it goes it's you know, some people you need people to do the dirty work, and you know that 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 can um, you know handle the 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 workload, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. um, people who go to work every day and in and way and have a respectable life and 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 carry themselves with a moral compass um, might ha- might not be your frontline soldiers, uh, if you will. Like they, she wants, you're gonna need you're gonna need to like make a deal with the devil, basically. You know, to, yeah. to get your your goals met. Do you think she just kind of felt like um, she was just going to be like a distraction so she could fund it, but not be any other part of it, maybe? Maybe, yeah. She's coming to a realization that like, hey, you know, this is this is for real, you know. She's actually, it's showing up at her doorstep and, you know, and she didn't really expect it to go like that. But, I mean, so she gets involved with this guy, you know, he's a wild card, you know, she. Things could happen. Maybe this guy, you know, takes the, the, the husband and daughter as ransom if if he doesn't oh, get what he, you know. Like the you guy that know. Uh, I didn't you write his know. name down. The the guy that Take Homa was telling her about Sir that wants Davo, to meet her. Davos. Yeah, like Sir Davos from Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Yes. The Onion Knight. Yes. <laughs> Charlie, do you have any thoughts on like Davo. what the catalyst might be to to drive her in to full on rebellion mode? I'm guessing it's going to have to be something to do with her family, specifically her daughter. I think there's been far too much focus on her daughter for it not to mean something, ultimately. She's really losing control in this episode for the first kind of, I would say, at least... Like just, just before the Aldani heist happened, she had everything completely under control. 
And now it's slipping and she's panicking, which is why I think she's turning to Berlin being like, oh, oh, my goodness, am I doing the right thing? I need to like, do, do I need to back out? And Vel's like, nope, too late. <laughs> right. Yeah, she really hammered that it's, in with her. It's either going to be like Vel being captured slash tortured slash interrogated um, or something directly to do with her family. Not her horrible husband. He can... He can be tortured for all I care. That's fine. Right. The guy's name is Davos Scalden. Sorry. Davos Scalden. Okay. Do you think maybe like she meets up with Andor uh, Cassian and maybe he's like, you know, I was in this prison and they just like wiped out a ton of people. Having just watched Rogue One, just watch Rogue One, everyone, if you want to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They know each other, like they're aware of each other. They have Mom Mothma and Cassian, they have contacts. So I am fully expecting them to meet at some point fairly soon. Because the way Cassian talks in Rogue One is this like glowing, passionate, powerful rebel hero who's obviously had a full conversion from whatever state we're seeing him in right now, which is sheer panic, probably. Mm. So what did you guys think about the the whole prison situation where they like i i kind of i think i mentioned it last week or i asked at least asked the question about we didn't really think that any of these guys were just going to serve their sentence and leave and we find out for sure this week because this dude was supposedly released and then they just threw him into another level thinking like thinking he wouldn't talk or someone wouldn't be like hey i saw you across the bridge or because they're not paying attention who's not the Empire, those guys, yeah. the guards. Oh, okay. They're not quite paying like enough attention. They think like this this whole I think this is the theme of this episode of thinking you have control when actually you don't. Oh, okay. And slowly we're seeing these little kind of external character actions expose that. Like the way Orc Man, I can't remember his name. Ulf. Olaf. Ulf? Olaf? Ulf? Olaf? Yeah. One of those. Um his death was <laughs> deeply upsetting mm. like we've only seen him for a few episodes and i was genuinely like a bit tearful like what a cruel and callous way to deal with death but obviously death is the only way out so yeah horrifying yeah the, me the medic being like get a bag get a bag and a trolley like he's <laughs> rubbish yeah well that's what it's that's how they the empire like looks at them they're just expendable you know, meat products that they, they you know, when it, when they spoil or go bad, you know, time to go back and time to take out the trash and then bring in somebody else, bring in some fresh meat. They're easily the, replaceable. The, yeah, for yeah. the meat grinder. Yeah. Um, I had a thought and I don't know if I actually brought it up these uh, with the last week or whatever, however long he's been in the prison. I was like thinking, why are all of these guys like just chilling and getting along in prison? It just didn't feel natural to me. But then I started thinking this week, the reason that these guys, these guys are probably thrown in prison, like in, in uh, Cassian's situation where he was just, you know, I'm a tourist. I'm just going shopping. And they're like, no, you're part of this thing and you're under arrest. I'm assuming that all of those guys, at least in on that planet and that I already forgot the name of, um, what is it? Narkina five, I think. Nice. I think maybe the, at least the prisoners on this planet maybe are just being picked up off the streets and stuff, not really doing anything wrong because those guys were all sent to different planets. Uh, maybe some of those are actual like lawbreakers 
So I just, I kept finding it weird that they were getting along, but I think I kind of had like a little epiphany and I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's why. So, mm. How's he going to get out? He's going to cut am... that pipe in the bathroom and the whole place uh, will blow up, right? <laughs> where did he get a file? <laughs> it's prison, Lito. You can get oh. anything in prison. Yeah. He traded a pack of smokes to get that <laughs> file. <laughs> they don't have body cavity searches uh, before they enter? <laughs> Go deep on him. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I would think that's what they, in our world, there's the body cavity search. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a thing. I mean, it's it's a logical step to make. We've already had toilets and showers explained to us in Star Wars. So what about prison procedure? Right. We actually that's got true. to see the toilet. Oh, yeah. He put the lid down. Yeah. But I thought it was just funny. I'm like, what is he cutting in there? Like, it's so conveniently placed. It'll probably cut the power to the floors. I'm not crapping on the, on the show or anything. I'm just like, sometimes when you write, you just kind of have to throw those. Go ahead. Yeah. My theory is that in every Star Wars kind of product, movie, TV series, short, whatever, there has to be one of those ridiculous shoot at the door and the door opens. Like, right. it's such hard sci-fi and they go into so much detail about materials and context and power and all of this stuff. There has to be at least one example of this makes no logical sense, but for the plot, brilliant. We're doing it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to get out. Um, obviously, the the best line of this entire series so far never more than 12 happens at the end and i'm just like you know uh that's i'm kind of jumping ahead i guess but uh andy circus's character you know he kept telling cassie and shut up you know don't think about this stuff leave me alone he even like rolled over in bed like you know I'm not talking to you anymore <laughs> and uh obviously he's still paying attention to everything that's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess uh, he listened. Yeah, he listens. He's very, very hyper aware. I think that must be a product of the kind of adultless lost boy society that he grew up in. Children are naturally much more like, intuitive and inquisitive and aware and conscious than sometimes maybe adults can be. And I think obviously they honed that to keep safe and protect themselves and feed themselves. So he's kept all of that and now uses it to great advantage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. Very, very smart. Yeah, I agree. And handsome. Yeah, he just wore him down, and then, and then finally, you know, the whole thing is the death of uh, Olaf mm-hmm. ushers in the change in Andy Circus. So now Andy Circus is full on board with the uh, yeah, we're never getting out of here. So let's let's start. Let's work towards the, the common goal of getting out of here. But what if they do get out? All right, let's just fast forward. If they do get out, when they do, they're like, aren't they in like underwater? How does that right. work? Like, oh, yeah. hey, we found the exit door. It's all, you know, and there comes the water. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, and I don't know if there's any ships stored there either because yeah, they got like, dropped off. It, I think that like that shot of the instant drop off like a couple of episodes ago was really deliberate to show us that you, you really are kind of cut off. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless they do like a whole new hope thing where they pretend to be officers, say they need a ship, there's been a medical emergency. I don't know. One of those. Mm. Dressing up like Imperials again. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) 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 It's going to be one of those. Situation. um, (laughs) Situation. Boring conversation, anyways. Uh, Look, great company. (laughs) So. 
yeah, I mean, they're going to have to swim then to the next building mm. and then swim to the shore. It's like, is there a uh, shore? It's almost like Ar- Al- Alcatraz or something. They're in like an Alcatraz. Yeah. Oh, nice comparison. Yeah, dude. Wow. I didn't even think of that. It's a ways. Yeah. From the, did they gonna, you know, make a little ship or something? So that brings me to, do you think this prison breaks even going to be just this one episode? Because it sounds like they got a lot of stuff to to get through. It's a good point, Lito. I don't know. I'm just looking at what they gave us. Yeah, because there's no ships there. There's no, like, contact. I mean, they'd have to wipe out every Imperial on every level, which I guess they could if they did, like, a full-on uprising with I the I was going to say, yeah, remember. inciting, like, a mass riot is probably mm. the best way to go because, you know, there's power in numbers and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't and know. The- and they could like communicate the, um, to the other levels, like, "Hey, this is how we're gonna disable the floor or whatever." Just get a file from somebody, trade them some cigarettes, and yeah, shut down I the mean, flooring and yeah, you, cut the pipe next to the toilet. Yeah. A mass riot would be very politically relevant right now. Right. What if <laughs> what if they cut the wrong pipe in the bathroom? <laughs> <And it's- laughs> the evac pipe. Oh no. <laughs> kind of like toxic incident maybe will that get people to come and help that would be awful so like i'm looking at um you know andor right now um cutting the pipe you know mm-hmm. and he's he's like filing away at that big metal you know big one right yeah but the power if like see the okay i'm gonna share my screen real quick it's uh time stamped uh is 12 minutes 53 seconds for me um so if you see here okay you see him and he's filing away yeah okay this right here this see this this uh they call this like the flex yeah i got that by my dryer i think right this is this is the power right (laughs) in our world (laughs) (laughs) so maybe he is cutting the wrong (laughs) if he wants to shut the power down he's he's like he's he's off a little bit yeah yeah you're gonna you want to go for this stuff over here for the for this you know the spirally stuff yeah the the coils yeah might got some wrong info on which one you know let's go for the hardest one unless he is doing something like to get you know maybe a plumber imperial plumber down there and then he can oh nice kick his butt and and take his uniform or something oh those are the guys who stole our uniforms maybe it's about acquiring the boots i guess this would be the ultimate because that's their first line of defense is the floor so as soon as you've got boots on game over gives another meaning to the word boots on the ground Mm. yes that it does yeah these boots were made for walking and not getting fried (laughs) yeah oh good one (laughs) Hey, I'll be and here all week. <laughs> that's just what they'll do. Very good. Like, how about like I, I really you, you talked about it earlier. Um, nobody's listening. It, the, the theme that uh, like it's perfectly it's a perfect uh, title for the episode because you're right. When um, Man Mothma was uh, in the um, you know, in the Senate, they were turning off the lights for their you know. That's so. Honestly, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Um, I don't know how much footage you've ever seen of um, the, the tone of the House of Commons in the United Kingdom where all of our politicians meet and discuss whatever needs to be discussed. 
really, really similar to the Senate. Nobody's allowed to speak. Nobody gets listened to. Everyone is spoken over. And if you don't like it, you leave. Huh. <laughs> wow. What? And it was just, it was very, very familiar. And I really honestly felt for her, especially with this whole theme of like women being in power, more powerful positions compared to men and particularly in the era and everything, which is another point I'll get to. But I just, she has a point and nobody's listening because they're all there to line their own pockets. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter about who's on whose side or who's in trouble and who's not in trouble. If they're not affected, then it doesn't affect them. They're like, even like, like, like ta- taunting her or mocking her or something. There was someone screaming out, long live the empire. Oh yeah. yeah I did catch that. They're not even, they're not even taking her seriously. She's, she's at a dead end with that. That whole way is not working because you're right. They're probably, like you said, they're probably got theirs and they're taken care of. And the empires or the emperors probably, you know, use them and and uh, given them lands or you know, you know, whatever. You know, they line their pockets. Very, very well said. Yeah. Do you think so she's like the only one that like goes in there to even talk, and the rest of them are just like, ah, oh, we got to go listen to this again? Seriously. That's what I'm. That's the vibe I'm getting. I'm getting like any because obviously the Senate building is totally, well, not totally, but nearly empty uh, compared to what we had seen in the prequels and all of that. So obviously they've slimmed down on on the Senate people and all of that. Uh, but I think a lot of people probably don't show up, and those that do are just like, uh, I guess we'll just you know go punch it in and leave and have to listen to this. I just doesn't strike me that anyone else is standing up and and doing any speeches like Mon is. Nope. You know, sometimes I watch our our Congress, um, in the in the House of Representatives, you know, and there's always somebody talking, and he's just they're talking to like the two or three people at the head desk, and the in the background it always seems empty, you know, mm. unless unless those representatives are directly like involved with what is being talked about they probably don't show up either um just kind of you know similar to what we got going on yeah what's going on in the show here and that's like the head of the, of the government you know you would think well i mean you would think you vote those people in that they would actually show up to do their jobs <laughs> not to get yeah. political but you know yeah. <laughs> they're just like yeah they're all fat and satisfied like andor says mm-hmm and then another example is the torture scene of uh, listening, like. Um, mm-hmm. But so these these this race that got genocide has this scream that that if you listen to it turns you mad. I'm assuming scares the hell out of you. And, yeah. yeah, and uh, and they're using that as a weapon of torture. That's incredibly awful to think about. Yeah. Only from the minds of Star Wars Disney people do you get this? <laughs> yep. uh, Not really expected there. Can I ask a question about that? Yeah. Mm. Being an audio person, who's working on those sounds to isolate the dying children's screams? Like, how are they doing that if it makes you mad and and scared and all of that? Who the hell's working on that? Oh, oh well, you know. Jimbo over here is dead. You know, he he did the best he could to isolate it. Let's get this guy in to take his place. I mean, well, are they having droids doing it or? 
I would say either droids or we've seen how poorly the Empire treats its kind of lackeys. Everyone is expendable, so they could quite easily have an entire budget set aside for 50 guys a day to make sure this, you know, human guinea pigs and all that. Right. Or you can, um, in audio, you know, John, like in Audacity, you see the the, the waves, the waveforms. Just watch the waves. Yeah, watch the waves and then have your test group listen to it. Mm. Um, and then, you know, they would um, definitely um, perish. And be like, okay, yeah. get that that works. You can do it that way too. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about the waves because, yeah, you, like a lot of times when I'm editing, I can see I'm looking at our um, all the time while I'm editing, I'm looking at the waves and I can make adjustments just by looking half the time. Uh, but this guy, this this doctor guy who's really happy Dr. to be. Dr. Gorst. Yeah, use, he's really happy to be using his invention or whatever he's listening and look what he can do when he's listening he can turn it into a weapon that gave me chills (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) speaking of the torture scene um i have to fully credit the actress for daedra denise goff for these points I just wanted to kind of reiterate, she she did like a a really kind of insightful little interview about how we start off the series rooting for Dedra. We want her to succeed above these men who are mean to her and won't listen to her and don't respect her and don't respect her authority. And all of a sudden it's turned where suddenly she's attacking the characters we care about, like Bix and potentially Andor and yeah, it... she phrased it in the way that um like fascism attracts fascism corrupts fascists she is she was always a fascist from when we first met her in in terms of like describing the empire and that's what she's been drawn into power gets everybody drunk power turns everyone mad Mm -hmm. beautifully put i will they yeah there's a a post on the star wars uh instagram of her talking about it and it's just really interesting oh wait you're saying like before, she was just ambitious, but that now that she's yeah. getting, she's been given the leash to go and and take care of business. Mm-hmm. Like she's drunk with power. Yeah, yeah. And we've oh. been, we as audience members have been a little bit screwed over because we were all rooting for her, supporting her, and now suddenly, haha, you're supporting a fascist. <laughs> oh yeah, geez. yeah, that's a good point. I just want to add that that I never supported her. <laughs> oh okay, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I do not speak for all of Clone Army Radio. My apologies. No, I know. I just, I don't know. I like sometimes I think I'm like a pretty good read on people, and and her and mm-hmm. and serial guy. I'm like these people are creepos. But uh, I wanted creepos. to people who drink the Kool Aid too much. Cyril right? is in love. Like oh, boy is down bad for her <laughs> i would say like more obsessed but <laughs> oh, i think she no, was no, digging no. him a little bit right the way he grabs her and he's like your your mere presence and he's like <laughs> calm down yeah <laughs> she likes it though she a little bit of her likes the attention i could see it in her eyes she was like <laughs> oh really oh so i would yeah so it was right okay cool I read it right then. Uh, I didn't see that at all, but uh, I wanted to add just a little bit to what you were saying about the actor. I think, like, I'm, I'm comparing her to Cersei Lannister, uh, Lena Headey, because I'm like, this is one badass villain, like a female villain that just is ruthless as hell. And I, as much as I don't like the character, I applaud what she's doing with this character. I think she's. She, brilliant with with her acting and i i honestly i think that she could be right up there with cersei lannister uh 
that was that was a very hated character <laughs> and and that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to hate her now so bravo to that hey um on speaking with that did you guys catch the little space balls moment with her involved no when her assistant was like hey um we got this guy or whatever and she's like okay go take care uh, let's let's have that guy do some you know go somewhere and the guy and her assistant was like yeah i already took care of that i almost uh, thought she was gonna say what you, you went, went over, over my helmet, my helmet? <laughs> nice didn't even register that's good good stuff <laughs> yeah dude i was like what i was like space balls anyone because no. <laughs> i'm i'm thinking she's like you know she just had this conversation with cyril and she's like this assistant of mine is a little too ambitious if you ask me going over my helmet uh, you know already putting things into play without my okay like maybe um maybe there is a place here for cyril you know mm. what i mean oh so you think she didn't like that he did totally that not. look at her face Oh, see, face. I thought she was more like focused on, okay, cool. Now we got to interrogate somebody else. Like she was getting all like juiced up to interrogate someone. No, I was like, whoa, wait. She was like, wait, calm down, slow your roll. No, who's in charge? Because she's, she's drunk with power, like you were, mm. we were saying. So she's not going to want she's, this subordinate to like. She's very, very power drunk. Yeah. Um, Obvious by her behavior with Bix, which was invasive, intense, um, the sort of like the, the face grabbing and the being in really, really close and speaking really quietly, but really intensely. And it was all a bit much, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I loved it. Oh, something really, I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Um, When Val and Mon Mothma and her horrible, horrible husband are sat at the table and Mon Mothma's husband fully hits Val with the, oh, when are you going to find a nice man? <laughs> Why haven't you got a marriage yet? We have some we have some heteronormative homophobia in Star Wars, and I, wow, genuinely, wow. And that little look between Vel and Mon Mothma being like, what did she say? That's that's not on that's not on my list of things to do, or something yes. like that. Yes, a, a, a response I've said, a response I've heard other people say. Right, you guys are both thinking that Cyril is more like. In love and not a psycho? Oh, both. Oh, okay. Absolutely uh, both. I'm getting like Norman Bates vibes from this dude with his, his mom issues and all that. He's just, I don't know. I never liked the character at all. And like I've said a billion times, I tune out every time that him and his mom are on the screen. But then just seeing the way he was talking to Dedra, I'm just like, man, this dude is, he's bad news. I don't know. I feel like he's he's either going to try to date her or kill her at this point. That's that's yes. the vibe I was getting. Yes, that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at by saying that like he's he's in love, he's obsessed. It's like the you the Netflix series. He's going to follow her around. Watch okay. her every move. I was like when he was slurping the the cereal. Oh did the, the, oh, mom, done that. that was so funny. <laughs> in an effort to stop listening to my mom have a go at me. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. I'll, I'll was, give it that. But. That was some good. Um, what was it? <laughs> what do you call it? Um, uh, oh boy, here's my 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 blank of of the episode. <laughs> ah, yes, you'll remember at the end. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> my yeah, favorite. no, it's like it's like you're you're being what is it when you're being like aggressive, passive aggressive. Yeah, mm, mm, passive. Thank you. Good one. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> 
anyways, but uh, he's talking to his mom, and then he's like, oh, I got it promoted. I'm like, oh, he's totally lying to her. But then it wasn't a lie. I, I thought he was, but he was. It wasn't a lie. It was like, I guess he did get promoted. And so I'm like, I think he's like, oh, she likes me. She promoted me. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it's on. Yeah, the, I I didn't really buy the promotion thing either, just because we didn't see it. We didn't right. hear anything about it. But he was wearing a different colored suit. He went from brown to blue. Right. It was blue, I think. Oh yeah. But I think yeah. I mean, those two are probably. Like I've been saying, I think those two are probably going to hook up at some point. Mm-hmm. I do think for uh, Cyril, it's heavily rooted in she is the closest connection he has to Cassian Andor, and Cassian Andor is the reason his whole life fell apart. Like he's very much pinned all of his problems and his difficulties and issues on this one singular person, and he sees, by guessing, he sees Daedra as this like almost godlike figure. Of she has the power, she has the reach, she has the access. I need to be where she is. It's one of those old things of, do I want to be with her or do I want to be her? It's that. (laughs) Mm. That's that's a good point. He probably would. Yeah, I mean, he probably would eventually take her job, right? If he could, he would he would push her out a window. And Um, let's be honest, if Cyril had his way, he'd be Darth Vader. Yeah. He'd be a terrible with a, Darth Vader with a fully customized cape, bodysuit, helmet, bedazzled, <laughs> like a little spoon, like attached to his chest piece, so he can still try to slurp some cereal. And <laughs> I feel like he would he would be like more like Dark Helmet than Darth Vader, but <laughs> oh, totally with the little with the little tie, everything. Yeah, right, the tie. Here. His mum re- ultimately replaces Palpatine. Oh Would she God. not be the best Sith Lord the galaxy has ever seen? <laughs> I, I I can't argue with that. She's she's kind of terrifying to be honest. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not dumping on the actors at all. I think they're all doing a great job. They're they're playing the characters like I am supposed to feel about them. So it, it's work. It works for me. No aliens in prison. That's uh, something I wrote down in my notes, not to just kind of drift off into the middle of nowhere. But is that weird to you guys? No aliens in prison and no females in prison? Well, At least yeah. that prison, that particular one. I think um, Cassian says something like we're are cheaper than uh, uh, robots or, or droids. So right. mm-hmm. that led me to believe that like... Um, they're very maybe maybe these other maybe aliens you have to change things in the oh like specific requirements like temperature and humidity and dietary requirements and yeah whereas right. basic humans as we understand them in the Star Wars universe will survive off water and sludge yeah just True. about okay any thoughts on the the women not being there I mean. <laughs> Sexism, no. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they're in the other buildings, you know. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, I guess, traditional prison systems where they are separated by gender. Could be. True. That's a good point. Uh, the one thought I had was, oh, God, I just, I had a Lido moment. Total it, blank. I don't. It happens once, a, yeah. once an episode. <laughs> God bless it. What was I going to say? Prison, 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 humans. Oh, aliens. Um, I don't know if this is something that they've addressed in like live action or even the Clone Wars. Well, it wouldn't have been the Clone Wars. Maybe Rebels. Um, but aren't the isn't the Empire like pro-human? I know it's, it was like that in some of the expanded universe where they 
they've wiped out aliens or just enslaved them. Um, I wasn't quite too sure how to say it, but yes, you are correct, especially when you extrapolate further to like the First Order. Um, the way they organize their troopers and their stormtroopers, it is very pro-human, anti-everything else. Okay. And I think it, it lends into the whole idea that the Empire is like partly based off the Nazi regime and superiority right. and racial superiority. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, I mean, the Empire is definitely very Nazi-ish. Um, and, and like you were saying, Charlie, in the First Order, I mean, they even do the freaking, like, the raising of the hand. Like, yeah. So. I, it wasn't in this episode, but, like, last episode, she was wearing, like, the Nazi German, uh, like, uh, uniform. Like, her, the pants. They were, like, poofy at the top, kind of. Oh, you're talking about uh, Dedra? Yeah. Yeah, she had the, yeah. The MC Hammer pants on. She had the poofy top. Them. Yeah. So ugly. For <laughs> for the officers in 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 the Nazi part uh, the, in the Nazi uh, uniform, mm-hmm. it seemed like they had the poofy pants up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to call them. Like, right. I mean, did we have them in the? I don't know. Like that was that was like a thing. That was like their look. But she's not wearing them this this episode though. Yeah, that's not very consistent. What's up with yeah. that? No. She's wearing her cash gear. Plot holes. I declare plot holes. Right? Explain <laughs> the pants change. <laughs> Thesis, please, Disney, on the pants situation. <laughs> Thesis. Thesis, please. Um, I had, like, I wrote down a couple of things that I wanted to run by you guys. Uh, when Dedra talks to her assistant and, you know, he goes over her helmet and all of that. He says that something about uh, God. I didn't write down the guy's name. The guy that that Luthen wanted Saw to go talk to, right? Um, and I think before that, she's or he's. Sorry, I'm fumbling my brain. When he says something to her, we caught a pilot, and she's like, "Is that from our target list? Did you guys pick up on her saying that?" I'm like, "Oh, they have a target list of people that they're watching." No, I, I miss that completely. Yeah, same here. I find that to be interesting because obviously they don't know who, what do they call Luthen Axis? Axis. Axis. Which is an interesting name as well, like talking about like wars and stuff in, in our time. But uh, they they don't know who he is, but they obviously are watching other people. And I'm just curious. I, they got to be watching Saw Guerrera, right? Or at least, well, they probably don't know where he is because he's too damn good, but they've got to be aware of him. Uh, so, so, I mean, I guess good call on, on Saw Guerrera for turning down this mission because now they're uh, they're using it as bait to catch rebels. So does that mean Luthen might be? Well, Luthen never goes on the missions, though. Maybe Val and, no. and Sinta. Yeah. What if this ties into the thing being the push that Mon Mothma needs to, like, fully commit and put everything in? That's mm. nice. That's that's tidy. When you guys say she fully commits, are you talking like leave Coruscant, go underground, basically start, you know, coordinating? Is that what you mean? I'm saying like a little before that because we see that spoiler alert for you guys because you haven't watched Rebels. Um, we see that kind of take place in Rebels. Ah. Um, but oh I'm I'm thinking like fully commit as in that something that takes her to that next step. Like, she's no longer questioning, do I want to be a part of this? She's like, I'm a part of this. 
and now I need to break off from, you know, the Empire completely in those Rebels episodes. So But they go there? I didn't know they they went there. Whoa. The Rebel stuff? Yeah. I'm telling you guys, Rebels is bleeping good. It starts out slow and you know, Ezra's not super likable, but but it's a really freaking good show. I hated it the first time I watched it because I I mean obviously the name of our show, Clone, you know, Clone Wars is is legit, but Rebels delves into a lot of stuff. Saw Gerrera's in it too, so no Borgullo, is... but Saw Gerrera. Interesting. I'm sorry, it. I momentarily forgot that I'm actually supposed to say things. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still like a relatively slow kind of pacing of an episode. We're still getting sort of drips and drabs here and there. We've only it's... got... Three more, There's 12 episodes in total, so we've only got four episodes. No? Three. Yeah, this was nine, right? So. Oh, man. And they said the 11 and 12 are supposed to be like the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether this prison break trickles all the way into that. How do you guys feel about like if this prison break is a, a three episode arc, like the last two arcs, I think, if my brain's working right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like that system? Um, I mean, I'll just answer my own question first and then I'll let you guys go. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about it simply because it's every week. Like, didn't we get the first three episodes in one week? Right. Yes. So it was like, oh, yeah, this is sweet. You know, and then it's like, oh, we got to wait till next week to see what happens. Oh, we got to wait till next week. And then it's like the like Lito, you were saying in the text, you know, then you get the payoff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't I don't want them to just do a whole full episode dump. I like the weekly thing and and I get annoyed with Netflix that they always do that because then you have to binge mm. watch it all. But what do you guys how do you guys feel about the the three episode arcs? Oh, and being dropped at once or having no, to wait. No, no, just just how the how the storytelling is going like it it takes three episodes like I, one to introduce, one to sort of Yeah. This drag is, you in and then This is something I've been thinking about with this with this series. Okay. I wonder if when they planned out this series, I'm thinking as a producer, okay, as the, when they planned out this series, they said, right, we want 12 episodes, right? Like that was that was like the the decision, and they're like, well, um, what about because you can do that, you can be like, we want this many episodes for this series, or this is the story we want to tell. So like if you if you do if you go the story you want to tell, I don't think you get these like slow burn episodes. Like because they have to hit twelve episodes, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, what can we take our time on? And then those are gonna be our our non action packed episodes and we can slow down and really like come on, like the whole episode is so we can see Andy Circus just turn turn, you know, and give him the information or whatever. Like that yeah. was the whole episode. Like that was the big thing. You know, um and and so I'm thinking maybe in 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 a Star Wars when it's like real thin to begin with, it's tough to fill up twelve quality episodes yeah. of content and it's for like maybe shrink it down or, 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 or use a philosophy of like, let the story kind of dictate how many episodes don't dictate to the story, how many episodes, because you have this kind of like episode seven was amazing. Episode yeah. seven was outstanding. I wasn't here for it, but like, it was the best episode of star Wars, non Mandalorian. 
And I'm telling you, there's so much. I was playing around with all kinds of stuff in there. I was even thinking at one point that was it Lucin? Is that is that his name? Yeah. And he might be the emperor because, like, that's what it was telling me. Like, the episode was like kind of speaking to me, like, because you just like linger on people, and I'm like, when you linger on people, you start to think like their motives are not what we just saw. Like, so what if like the emperor was the one behind all of the 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 rebels? Like, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, I was playing, so I'm like. I wish that was episode one, by the way, and um, not to not to go back a couple episodes, but like, so the first three episodes were cool. Episode seven was cool. Now the last three episodes were cool. Maybe that should have been season one, and then mm-hmm. you know sprinkle in this stuff. We didn't need like three episodes of like them in camp planning. Yeah, we get it. Dude. We get it. All right. They're planning. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've seen a, a, a plan. We you know draw it out in sand. You know, cut three days and and then they go in and they're, you know what I mean? We don't need to see them like walking around with, okay, you got the wrong arm switch. Like that's not good quality storytelling in my opinion. I I agree. Totally. Um, do you think, so you're saying 12 episodes is probably too long. Don't dictate, don't dictate to the story how many episodes. Let the story dictate how many episodes. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Well, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, on that subject, too, do you feel like I think, God, I feel like I may have said this already. I don't know. Not today, but before, like they dumped a lot of money and resources into Andor. Why didn't they do that for Obi-Wan and Boba Fett? I mean, those those shows were OK for what they were, both of which could have been a lot better. But, but why did they like dump so much into like a uh, a character they killed off in one movie? Spoiler alert for Rogue One. Is there any any thoughts on that, Lito? With with you being you know in in the film business nowadays, like what, what are your thoughts on that? What why? Like yeah, why did they dump tons of money and set pieces, like actual set pieces, which is cool by the way that they did that into Andor and not yeah. the beloved Obi Wan. I don't know, dude. That's a good question. It's like, it doesn't make tons of ton of sense because yeah, Obi Wan should have gotten this budget, and this budget should have got Obi Wan's budget because I mean it's more beloved and this and that. It, it it I don't maybe at the end. I mean it's gonna go on Disney Plus and it's Disney who's making it, so they're not really like packaging it up to syndicate it out anywhere else. They want to keep it. They'll always be in the bin. Doesn't make sense. Um, maybe because they knew. Obi Wan is a winner right off the bat. They can do anything. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go as hard. They don't have to. They, the sets don't have to be as. You know what I mean? That one's guaranteed. This one's a little bit more of a of a change, a stretch for them. It's a little bit not known of a story, and um, they they have to go hard. They have to go a little bit. They got to cross the T's and uh, the lowercase J's because it's like it's not as um, you know followed of a storyline i don't know okay. that, that could be it yeah they definitely gave him the budget to, to go for it and it was Maybe originally supposed to be i think five seasons and they cut it down to two which i wow. find interesting for all yeah. of the money that they dumped into it and then they're like no we're just gonna do two seasons wait is this for andor yeah i thought we were getting like five seasons are you kidding me yeah they changed it to two that like, is that is rude. I am complaining. <laughs> I want to speak to the manager. That is 
What? I've been so hyped for like I'm committing sorry. to like a good collection of seasons for this. I'm sorry. I didn't what? mean to ruin that for you. No, that's that is not on you at all. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was weird, my, too, that they did that. Yeah, my argument was going to be, oh, well, it's it's long form. Like, it, they, they're doing, mm. like, four, five, six seasons of this. So, of course, they want to put money into it, get the hype, get the interest. But if they're just doing two seasons, hmm. Or yeah. to, be on fly, to be a fly on the wall at Disney meetings. And a lot could be the people, the showrunner, like, pull, pushing. Like, hey, you know, if you want me to sign, I need so much money. Like, because they have a vision and they have a name and a reputation that they're trying to uphold. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of like goes into it too. And and maybe they want to get paid for a certain amount of. It could be as simple as like, I my crew needs to eat, and or you know they need to work for ten episodes, or I don't get them. I don't know. It's it's, it's all mm-hmm. kinds of things of logistics of getting stuff done. It's so many moving parts, and you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know. <laughs> so right. they're barking the loudest, you know. I got a costume guy, but you know he needs to work on this, and uh, but he said he'll do it for this if you know he gets so much money. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Charlie, you just watched Rogue One, so I'm gonna quiz you. Oh, brilliant! I'm not gonna remember anything. <laughs> it's not really a quiz, but uh, the ring—it's either the ring or the rings of Kafreen—is like the first place they go to in Rogue One. Yes. Cassian's talking to, what's the guy's name? Do you know the guy's name? This was a quiz from, uh, shout out to Rural Farm Boy way back. He he quizzed Leto and I on, on what this guy's name was. Leto, do you remember it? Nope. It I begins knew with it. T? Yeah, uh, it does. Tri- mm. Mm. Remove that R. And tick. Get closer. And it, his name is Trick Tick. Trick <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything? No, because my brain keeps telling me Trixie, but that's a drag queen's name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I cave. I cave, rural farm boy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. His name was Tiffic. Um, Had nothing to do with what I was going to talk about, but I wanted to bring it up anyways. Uh, They mention Kafreen near the end of this episode. So we are getting some some really big lead-ins to Rogue One, which is cool. Like they're Um, already talking about Kafreen. I aggress- I mostly watch Rogue One to see if there are any sort of like plot holes or any kind of inconsistencies between the way Cassian talks about, briefly talks about his past in Rogue One compared to what we've seen on screen. Okay. And there's this really interesting bit, you know, where he's captured by Saw Gerrera and they're having the conversation about, oh, is this your first time? Like, is this your first time behind bars? And Cassian says, no, this like, well, yeah, I've never been behind bars. And Nick and I were sort of like, but you've been in prison. Mm-hmm. But we wondered if that specific line of dialogue in Rogue One is what spawned the idea for these barless, unguarded, unweaponized uh. prisons. <laughs> with ah. ridiculous floor safety mechanisms so it gets really weird and kooky because they have to work around really vague language so it doesn't seem like he's like lying or someone will like point out a really obvious kind of point so that was really interesting that's really interesting they went through this whole thing of creating a different style of prison just for yeah, that one line just for that one line <laughs> he's very different in rogue one to what we see in andor he's very committed and he's lost a lot of that kind of gruffness and that harshness and i'm hoping that means potentially he's like you know found his sister or 
healed from the things that he's really struggled with in his life. One of those, like a, a nice, a happy character development, even though he, spoiler alert, dies. Right. Do you think we're yeah. going to see him like, I don't think this season anymore because it's so close to being over. Do you think we're going to see him kind of become a rebel or is this whole story going to lead? Well, they said that it was going to lead right into Rogue One, though. So, yeah. I want to know if Jyn Erso's dad's going to show up, if we're going to get Maz Mikkelsen himself appearing in Andor, because they know each other. Do they? Or they know about it. Well, it's implied that when Jin's father is mentioned, Cassian, like, rushes over and is like, him? Mm. Oh. Him. I know him. Um, Very interesting. Because I, I I even went, this is, this is so silly, I even went as far to do some snooping on actors who could potentially show up in Andor and whether they're currently busy with other projects at the moment. Desperate to try and wheedle out who's going to make an appearance that hasn't been announced yet. Nice. What about Bail Organa? Are we going to see him this year? Oh, yeah, because he was so prominent in Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been mentioned yet, simply because I thought that him and Mon Mothma were like talking yeah. to each other in Revenge of the Sith, at least. And they know each other in Rogue One. Is um taking people who could show up, is Leia close to being in the Senate? Five she, years. She was 16, so... Maybe. Yes. I, I want to say yes, not very good with math, but maybe. Well, she was, how old was she in Kenobi? Was she 10 in Kenobi? Nine. Nine? Like, yeah. Okay, so Kenobi was... 10 years after right i'm trying to think was it was yeah. 10 years after revenge of the sith right and so that would leave nine years before a new hope i think or yeah, 10 so years she's already, yeah because she's 19 in a new hope so and yeah that so she's 14 here no no she would be Crap, I had it and I lost it. <laughs> I think I think Charlie was right. She would be, what did you say, 16 at this no. point in the story? No? What Actually, yes. No, you're, yeah, she would be about 15, 16 at this point in the story. So potentially just coming up to becoming a senator. Okay. So she could show up. So we'd have another person playing uh, Leia, though? Why not? If Bale's around, maybe maybe when, they, when he goes to see Bale, maybe Leia's in the background possible yeah i wonder if we'll get like a younger Jin at any point like a just sort of a nod that she's around because she'd be with saw guerrera at this point potentially wouldn't she oh yeah mm. or no because he had her from when she was six and then she was abandoned by him but it doesn't really specify how old she was when that happened she was the best though she's the best soldier he had mm -hmm. that's and that's why she bailed did she bail? No, he left her somewhere. Yeah, he left her in like a safe, like a safe spot, and People left her with some questions. water, and said he'd be back at daybreak, and he didn't come and get her, and just left her. So she went off on her own. I wonder what happened after he left her. She joined up with somebody that we're going to see in this show. There it is. <laughs> I, mean, I meant with Saw, though. <laughs> oh, with Saw? Oh, yeah. Well, you we think know that's when he got his breathing machine and his, you know cybernetic foot and all of that was after he left Jin. Maybe he knew something was going down and tucked her away. I will admit seeing Saul Guerrero full of so much fire and passion in Andor and then seeing him in Rogue One 
it's so sad mm-hmm. so sad to see this like great kind of not war hero that's not really how you want to put it i suppose but this great kind of leader and revolutionary just at death's door clinging to what's left of his power and to the fact that like you said with clone wars and rebels we've gotten these tiny little fragments of his story over the years and it's really nice to be able to put it all together as this kind of one big timeline yeah we love saw guerrera on this podcast <laughs> yeah 100 percent. he's awesome yeah if people do a, a deep dive into saw guerrera in um clone wars they might find things worth listening to <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's a really good point. If anyone's listening. You know, nobody's listening, man. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Do you have any other Do you know that's what I said that, right, Lita? Yeah. Spaceballs. <laughs> Spaceballs the movie. She's yelling in the desert, right, about her industrial strength hairdryer. Yeah. Is that the part? You want it, you carry it. I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> On this ship, you refer to me as idiot, not you, Captain. <laughs> oh, uh, brings up the uh, the Halloween uh, guy, the guy that on our Twitter that dressed up as uh, Barf. Instagram. 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 Sorry. I yeah. Mean, whatever. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. Did you see him, Charlie? No. Ah, oh, God, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but he he had a uh, Barf costume on. And like I, I commented on it, you know, I, I think I just said it was awesome or something. And he's like, "You guys, you guys might have subliminally uh, <laughs> played a role in me dressing like this." I'm like, "Yes, that was the Beautiful. best Halloween costume ever." Yeah, it was great. He looked great. Yeah, I, he did. I, I, think I, so. I was very impressed. You got to get the suit. You got to get the name. You got to get the ear. He had the ears. It was awesome. We are a we are a once heard, never forgotten podcast. That's what we are. There it is. There you yeah. go. Earworms forever. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything else on the episode, or? Yeah, one one little thing. I thought Finn was in there for a minute. A young Finn in prison when they were talking about the railing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That there's Finn's origin story because the hair, the guy that's that when they're talking about the railing in the prison, oh, and I was talking to a guy. To. Yeah, the yes. thirteen thirty five. I go, okay, well, there's Finn. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, that would have made him pretty old by the time The Force Awakens comes. I very old. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, you know, <clears throat> maybe Finn's dad. I don't know. Another little comment by the daughter. I, there's something going on there. I don't know. I can't put my finger on, but there's something going on. She's she's snapping at her mom, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty palpable at this point. Like, she doesn't want her mom, in, you know, involved or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's not. She does not approve. How about that? Of I, what? Yeah, it's it's upsetting to see her kind of play her parents off against each other. Yeah, the idea that she's super de- like doting and devoted to her dad, but could not give her mum the time of day, and that really snippy comment of "Well, my well, dad lets me do what I want." Mm. I have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I have said those words <laughs> to my poor, long-suffering mother. <laughs> so maybe she's just jelly that her mom's spending all this time. Building an empire, but she can't spend five minutes to like you know help her do her hair or makeup maybe tips. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's why her husband's such a D as well. You mm. know, because she doesn't spend any time with him. I mean, he's probably just a D anyways. But true. Uh, but she also said 
Oh, she was like, oh, your old boyfriend about Tay Coma. Yeah, she, she opened up that can. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, she's letting him fly. Mm-hmm. Mon barely gets respect in the workplace, in the Senate, anywhere she really goes and doesn't even get respect at home. So I do feel for a poor woman. Right. Yeah. She definitely looked happy to have Val there, though. Like she had a couple of like smiley mm-hmm. moments with her. So that was kind of a good thing for Mon's character that to. And- get a little yeah. break from the stress the goodbye hug they shared was really sweet as well it felt really kind of like a proper sort of family hug like a sister hug mm-hmm. so did you like the whole uh you like the whole uh, figure uh call out right john last week oh yeah yeah i thought that was fun i, th- I think <laughs> we, should, we should keep doing that is uh, that like well, you putting me on the spot yeah i say if there's a good figure i'd like to get the uh the medic guy with the bag. I was totally going to say the medic guy. <laughs> nice. Um, I would just like a series of Cyril's and his variety of costumes, please. I want a whole <laughs> little fashion gallery of Cyril. Yeah, do you, the show. Do you it's going to become we'll the new the, Padme. Uh, the new pad. Oh, yeah, with all the different outfits. That's funny. You think we'll get the, the Cyril and I don't even know his mom's name. Cyril and his mom's like a little play set. No, with a little a play cereal set. box and a bowl. <laughs> the little TV in the corner to watch. It's totally going to happen. That'll be Hasbro's like big moment. They'll be like, look what we're creating. And everyone will be like, eh, maybe I'll buy it. And my first Coruscant play set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the medic guy um, would probably be my pick as well because he's very different. Um, he looked familiar as hell, too. Probably been in other movies, but um, oh, most likely, I would say that that would be it. Oh, one last thing: Did you guys happen to notice uh, Cassian when they're on program? He cups. He doesn't put his ears behind or his hands behind his head. He cups his ears. Everyone else has their hands locked. That's mm. weird. Does he not want to mess up that hair? It's, could, yeah, probably. It's, it's the well quaffed, <laughs> just out of bed. It's that. <laughs> That I spent all day on this look to make I it look like it's messy. <laughs> as because obviously he spent a lot of time running and defending himself. I think the concept of being so vulnerable by being like this, i.e., like you know, ribs, heart, lungs, all of the juicy soft bits are exposed, and I can see that kind of nervousness in him of not wanting mm. <laughs> to expose. So he does the kind of bare minimum to get away with it because then he can. I was trying to picture in my head if he had his hands behind his head in the first episode, but I can't. My brain won't go back that far. I think he did when they were threatening with the like cattle with the like cattle prod. Yeah, he complied. But also, those little moments of open defiance are really important to Cassian's character. I think it, it's showing us that the rebel spirit is still like burning within him. Those tiny moments of non-compliance and misbehavior that maybe won't quite be caught or listened to, but he's doing it anyway. Yeah. We love a rebel. <laughs> oh, maybe Dr. Gorst, even though he's a creepy person. Maybe that'd oh, be, a, that'd be with, a cool action figure. Yeah, with this little machine. Yeah, Like the Lobot headphones and everything. Yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that figure. So Charlie, so I just like jump right back to that. Sorry. Similar question, Charlie. Are there any cosplay, uh, um, mm. you know, potentials in this episode? Um, I really want to cosplay Cyril. I know this sounds really silly. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want the blue and orange get up from the first episode, and I want the like the gray shirt and the really interesting tie that isn't a tie, but it totally still is, but it's still spacey enough and. 
I want to go around with a clipboard and annoy all of the Imperial people at a con. That sounds like so much fun to me. <laughs> Just follow Darth Vader. I'm like, please, please, excuse me. Excuse me, Mr. Vader. Excuse me. Ex- excuse me, Mr. Vader. <laughs> would you grab Vader's arm if he wasn't listening? I would. I would. Oh, okay. wow. Oh. Anyone, any, any Imperial authority, please. <laughs> I would, I would 100% love to do Daedra. I have a super nice collection of blonde wigs that would do wonderfully. Mm. I hate the trousers. Uh, yeah. The trousers are abominable to me. Of all of the fashion choices to put these poor human beings in, why give them, like, wings? Right? <laughs> yeah, because then they, like, taper off at the bottom. So it's just like a, it's like a balloon. I don't know. They're weird. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. I would never wear those. Anybody listening knows the actual like historical costuming reference or any of the specifics, please let us know because I'm probably speaking from massive ignorance right now. For real. We have no no idea. We're just commenting. But it is what it is, you know, that's what we see. They look silly. <laughs> they do. They, uh, they I, do. I, I, I will I will stand by that point. It looks silly. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to like strike fear, or is it supposed to be like I mean, intimidating because it's not. It's like it's like wacky. It's, no, no, it's neither of those things. You know, if, if I worked just, for the Empire okay. and they were like death or these pants, I would be like death. <laughs> <laughs> I will not wear these. I'm just kidding. I actually have a pair. <laughs> Any Wait, hopes for secrets uh, in the side pockets? Right. <laughs> Any like hopes for next episode? Anything you want to see happen? Punching. Ooh, okay. Violence. I want. I'm. I see. I was. I was fine to sit back and just let it simmer. But this last episode, I'm now on Johnny's side of the argument that I feel like I am lacking a little bit of the the left right mm. good night. I also have a, a want, it, and it's going to be completely not set up. Cyril in bed, and Deidre like walking out, putting on her suit, and going to work. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. And I want to see her moody about her. I want to see one of her team be like, you look different today. Do you have coffee? Are you good? Did you get your hair done? And she's like, you know, why are you glowing? <laughs> nice. Is he going to like wake up and she'll be gone and he'll be all upset? Yeah. yeah. But he'll be, he'll be face down. The blanket will be kind of like some of his back will be showing exposed back. Yeah, it'll be yeah, like nearly a butt cheek, nearly yeah. not yeah. quite. <laughs> and, and then when she's gone, he'll smell her pillow. Uh. Yes, he'll smell her pillow. Yeah, no explanation, like no, you know, setup, mm-hmm. like. And yeah, I don't want any like any kind of four meetings or dates. I want none of that. Nope. I want it to just happen and just us as the audience just have to deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> That's no beautiful. Need. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to see. That's that's fair. That's I mean, it wouldn't really surprise me, I guess, if it happened. You asked. That's what's in. My yeah. Head. No, yeah, I got you. For me, I would say, yeah, I, I want some action. I want some people getting their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. And what one thing I do not want, I do not want to see it, even though I know it's going to happen. Uh, Andy Circus's character, I do not want him to die. He's going, but to I, die. I think he's going to die. Yeah, it's bad too. He's gonna be the he's gonna be the go. I'll hold him off, guy. And oh and yes. then he'll, yeah, leave without yeah. me. Mhm. And I don't want to see it. I was thinking maybe like a decapitation or a slice in half type of thing. If they 
if mm. they don't use this prison break episode to slip in the good soldiers follow orders line, I'm going to be really upset. It seems like a wonderfully appropriate time mm. <laughs> for someone in the heat of battle. <laughs> I'd be yeah. okay with that. <laughs> Do you think sure. they'll play that song called uh, Jailbreak while they're breaking out? <laughs> Do you know the song? No. Oh. I might, I might make it our intro this week. We'll see. Please do. Charlie, do they talk about the spark in um, in Rogue One? Am I getting the, my movies mixed up? Yeah. Do they bring up at all anything about a spark? No, they just talk about hope more broadly. Hope? hope? Okay. Yeah. They do talk about hope. Um, That's the thing. They sort of, they say things like, rebe- like Jin says there with her eyes all teary, rebellions are built on hope, and everyone goes, okay, you can do what you want, it's fine. <sighs> Right. I could have swore they said the spark in that one. Yeah, the spark that it's been know. a while since I watched it. No, so. I think that's a line that like Poe says in The Force Awakens in his cockpit. He talks about like the the, the hope is the spark of the fire that lights the rebellion. That's yeah. it. Okay, so it's the sequels, not, mm-hmm. not Well Thank but you. it was said in something else. Outside of like before the sequels. I just can't I can't Maybe so nail low? it. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Or is it in the originals? Maybe. I definitely remember the like spark being mentioned in the originals. Quite possibly. Who knows? All right. Yeah. Drop us a DM on our socials if you know the answer. Yeah. 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 That's a lot easier than what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, all right, we all have to do homework and watch every single Star <laughs> Wars piece until uh, by next Friday. So. That's not homework. That's the plans for my birthday. Oh. Oh, birthday. 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 Life day. When Life Day birthday? happening on Thursday the tenth. Really? Oh, yeah! Nice. Awesome. Eleven ten. I Very am cool. whole twenty eight years old. Goodness me! Wow, you're so Whoa. old. I know. I feel it. <laughs> I've already cried too much about the prospect of turning thirty. I can't. I, uh, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's still a teenager at thirty. <laughs> right. I I think I'm just going to stay 27. Like, I refuse to accept that I'm aging now. I'm done. I'm not giving up my 20s. No one can make me. Kicking and screaming. I had somebody tell me, I think, a couple years ago that I passed for 30. And I was like, okay, I'll stay 30. I'm good with that. So. Whilst I'm terrible with guessing ages, I would have said both of you are under 40. Like, I'd... No. Well, thank you. I'll take it. Well into it, yeah. <laughs> well into it. Well into it. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm told so many times that I look way younger than I am, so I just I roll with it. Screw it. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're still recording, aren't we? Yeah. We are still recording. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one final time. thing. I'm scrolling through the. Um... Oh, I already hit stop. Oh boy. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, the shot for I have to my hats hats off to the people who who make the show. Uh, I love that they love Star Wars because the shot for shot uh, after uh, Bix is getting interrogated. Yes, the door closing yes. and the steps. Oh my goodness! I'm and the like, camera like rotates around and flips up, and it's a shot for shot from like a New Hope with Leia's interrogation. And it yes. was oh, is it really? Yes. yes. Huh. The camera pulls away over the shoulder, out the doorway, down onto the floor, follows the feet, flips back up, and it's back around the corridor for the rest of them. And it's uh, I didn't even the feet. Yeah. So if you're like, where I have seen, if you have a feel, if you're watching this and you're like, where have I seen this before? Yes, they are definitely yes. 
but it's Doing coming soon you... in the next uh, one of the next <laughs> yeah. Star Wars films. Give <laughs> it like six or seven years, and you'll be. Yeah. yeah, if you have a feeling like this character seems familiar, yeah, mm. it's because you see them in something else, and this shot looks familiar. It's because you've seen that in another Star Wars movie. Yes, that's pretty cool. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that at all. It's. Uh, Lito, I'm so so glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I had to. I couldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. It's like the one thing I'm like, oh man, that's just right, right there. I'm going to be really annoying. I'm going to steal five minutes of my time. This is, uh, I am deeply passionate about Star Wars journalism and I love reading rumors and information about new movies and new films and all of this sort of stuff. Um, and obviously, I don't know if either of you have seen, I sent it to Johnny. I think I shared it on my story. There's been some rumours from various oh. sources, originally reported by Deadline Hollywood, then reported by The Hollywood Reporter at the same time. Um, I would also like to point out, according to Media Bias Fact Check, both The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline have exceptionally clean records of having good, trusted and reliable sources. So most of what I'm saying in this little bit is specifically from the Hollywood Reporter article. Supposedly, co-creator of the TV series Lost, David Damon Lindelhoff, is co-writing a script with Justin Britt Gibson, who's worked with Guillermo del Toro, to make a mm. new standalone Star Wars film post-sequel era. What? Post-sequel? Mm-hmm. After... It's not Yes, after the rise, of, after the events of the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, with those characters or with new characters, ah, I'm getting there. Oh. <laughs> I am getting there. Um, it's being directed by Shamine um, Obey Chinoy, who directed two episodes of Miss Marvel. She's an Oscar-winning, multiple Academy Award-winning uh, documentary maker, first and foremost, and stepped into TV and film with Marvel. Hmm. According to sources, more of Hollywood Reporters, wonderful, wonderful sources, uh, this writing room came together about two weeks after this year's Star Wars celebration. And uh, oh. it was a pretty full writing room. There's Patrick Somerville, who also worked with Lindelof. So obviously some kind of creative uh, peers in that space. Um, Raina McClendon, who was the consulting producer on Kenobi. Mm. Um, and the, up the writer for the upcoming Willow series at Disney+, Plus, which I'm very excited about. Same. Hell yeah. Um, Andy Greenwald, who specifically I thought this was really interesting to have at this table meeting. Andy Greenwald, who created the Rosario Dawson-led crime drama. So he's worked on Rosario a long-term basis with R. Ahsoka. Uh-oh. And uh, Good Dave Filoni was also there. And as Whoa. we all know, whenever Dave Filoni is involved in something, specifically Star Wars, it means it involves one of his characters or mm. his babies, his creations. So Mandalorian. Yep, people have been Soka. speculating Mando, Rebels, Ahsoka. So, for yeah, there are some suggestions that we may potentially see some characters from the prequels, but none of the sequels even, but none of that is confirmed as of yet. All we know is that there is a movie, standalone movie happening at the latest December 2025. Mm-hmm. At the oh. earliest, even. I take that back. At the earliest, December 2025, for it to be released. It'll be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. So, so glad yeah. you remembered to uh, bring that up, because I, like, I had <laughs> no, messaged you about it, and then I totally forgot. So I'm glad you... It's a, an interesting take from uh, being told that when Disney bought Star Wars, that they would be sticking specifically with trilogy movies. And obviously, again, with things like Rogue Squadron, which has been put permanently on the back burner... 
Right. Probably not happening. There are there are always leaks and rumours and noise about things that are coming out that eventually don't come out. But I would like to think on Kailami Radio we sort the news from the rumours. Nice. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, what you said about Hollywood Reporter and um, the what was the other one? Dateline. Uh, Deadline Hollywood. Deadline Hollywood. Yeah. Like I didn't know that about them um, being. I think I've heard if you hear something from Hollywood Reporter, then it's probably yes. pretty legit. Um, um, so that's cool. According to Media Bias Fact Check, they Hollywood Reporter have never failed a fact check under their website, under their independent review. Nice. Incredible sources. These are credible mm-hmm. sources. And whilst they don't, obviously, I understand in journalism, you don't list your sources. So obviously, I'm sat here saying, ah, oh, sources have said, <laughs> <laughs> well, which is never a great way to start something. It's it's no, but I mean, it's it's credible sources, though, not, yes. you know, youtuber yes. five or whatever you know what i mean like so that's cool i had no idea about dave filoni popping in on mm. that that's that's some big big deal stuff it's a, it's a, a big writer's room filled with some interesting talent so i'm curious because we've also got the taika watiti star wars movie that's been like floating around there's also a kevin feige star wars movie that he's directing really excited for that and do you think that taika watiti is going to happen though he keeps taking on all these new projects, so he does. And I think he's he's every interview he's done about it has obviously been because I think I think Star Wars non disclosure agreements are the harshest of the harsh. Like you can't even breathe about it. So mm. everything he said has been incredibly vague, which means all of the journalism we've had about any of this has been incredibly vague. Okay. I don't and know. Don't, don't forget I, about the old Ryan Johnsons too, right? Oh, yeah, that he keeps talking about, but nobody can really confirm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that one will happen either. It'd be, I think I said it before, it'd be interesting to see what he comes up with that isn't involving, you know, the Skywalker saga. True. I, I would I mean, definitely check it out. He's a good director, so. That he I'll is. That. I sold my soul to the mouse a long time ago, so I will sit and wait. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> swallow this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, thank you, Charlie. Thank you for uh, for you. doing that, though. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Very enjoyable. Exciting news. If you guys yes. find any interesting tidbits over the next week, I'm happy to do it again. I do like going on a little deep dive. Cool. For sure. So you said your birthday is the 10th? Mm-hmm. So we will have recorded before then, I think. No, after that. No, after the deck recording day after my birthday. Oh, I can show you guys all my presents. <gasps> yes. Yes. It's a big reveal. Hell yeah. Well, oh, um, we're going we're gonna to bust out of here. Um, yeah. If anyone is still listening, I'm John. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie, and over there in the corner, that's Leto. <laughs> oh, and Charlie, you got you got an Instagram and a Twitter. If people want to, right? I do you have an Instagram? You can find me on <clears throat> most social media under running running back to Jakku. Very original. I'm I'm at, I've got con this month. I've got events, Christmas events coming up. I am busy, busy, busy. So feel free to come and check out my stuff and give me a follow and some likes and some support because I really appreciate it. Yes. And it's Charlie. my birthday, so be nice to me. Yes. Right. <laughs> or else pizza will send mm. out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horrible pizza covered in olives. And John, do you have any uh, thing you want to announce? No, not yet. Oh. 
Okay. <gasps> oh, damn, because I was... Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I do it? Uh, yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, it's out. I don't know. I'm so I'm unprepared. Proud you. You yeah, should. You know how long it's... <laughs> All right. Do I guess it. I'll... <laughs> do it. I will do what must be done. Um. So, yeah, I released an ebook on Amazon. Woo! Yeah. Um, it is called Sins Arise, and it is part one of what I'm calling the Hunted series. Ooh. And it's going to, I don't know, you know, I started out thinking it's going to be a four book series, but I kind of already outlined a fifth. So, you know, stick around and, and if you want to read it, stick around and, and keep an eye on it because I think I'm going to take it as far as it's going to go. Nice. But yeah, if you want to look it up, you can just, you know, search on Amazon for Sins Arise and it should pop up or search my name, John Sebastian. And uh, check it out. It's only two bucks on Amazon. It's an ebook, um, yeah. and and please give me some good reviews if you like it. Like Lito said, if he likes it, I'll get a good review. <laughs> <laughs> it all but, depends on you. Yes, but uh, congrats on that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, huge congratulations. Super, super proud of you. It takes an awful lot to like put yourself out there like that. Yeah. I yeah. I loved it. It was short, it was punchy, it was intriguing. I I think I messaged you like I I bought it, told Johnny I'd bought it, read it in about 5 minutes flat and then messaged him immediately and was like <laughs> next please. Where's the next one? <laughs> He's a fan. What about this character? Does this mean this? Is this a thing? <laughs> I know so I cool. love that asking about characters. Um yeah, and on on that note uh, the editor just got back to me today for uh, book two, so I might, depending on how things go and time and all that, I might release book two before the end of the year. What? Before Christmas? Yeah. I was going to originally do like releases on Halloween just because it's not... The first book's not really horror genre, but the steps this it's, story it's, goes it's, into... Meandering in that direction. Yeah. So like, so like, I kind of felt like Halloween releases would be good, but then I'm like, well, it's a four book series, so that's several years for short stories. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna try and get them out a little bit sooner than that. So I'm, my goal is to get book four out by this next October uh, coming up. So very good. I think it's cool, man. Like uh, we ever since the end of Battlestar Galactica is when we started collabing on stuff and, and working on stories and and in and, and your in your novels and whatnot and uh to finally see your name and 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 to have something released like legitimate not just like whatever on on on, on a website or something like no like like amazon's like legit you have to go through mm -hmm. you know you have to go through like steps to get it published you can't you know not everything gets passes all their their they get you get flagged for stuff if it's not you know 100 percent and you did it all. You got a cover, you know. You, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Like, fine. You know that. No! To it see it all again. go down, it's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and in this particular book, the editing was done in, I think we were done nice. Yeah. In July, like the end of July, the editing was all done and I was all ready to go. I had the cover before the editor was done. But then I just kind of like, well, I had the wedding coming up, but I was also like just sitting on it. And I'm like, I don't know how many nights like I would come down here and I'd get on my computer and I'd put the 
the cursor over publish and I'm like, ah, I'm just not ready. Cause Charlie, like you said, it's like you put yourself out there and you know, it is, but then like it says, um, it says it takes up to 72 hours for it to show up. So like that night that I clicked on it, I'm like, okay, well I got a couple of days to like kind of process. And then it was the next day it said it was up and I like opened up Amazon and I saw it and I didn't like cry or anything, but I was just like, oh. I was just like, damn, like my eyes got a little watery. I'm like, I actually like, you know, cause we made those little like movies and stuff, Lito, but like I finally took something that I've written and taken right. it to the next level. And now right. I'm like, I'm kind of like on a high where I'm like, okay, well I have all these other books that some exactly. are done, some are close to being About done. Time. And I'm like, I'm just going to start pumping all this shit out of there. Pardon my Do language, it. but yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> like we talked about it, like you're at the right age. This is it. Like you lived life. You know what you're talking about. You're mm-hmm. talking from like life experience. This isn't like you you're making it up. No, you're pulling from from your life and story and and you know stuff that you're you're coming from the you know from truth. So it's like mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about. So now's the time to to get it out. And the second book is real creepy. I'm just saying. <gasps> There's like, well, there's there's a creepy part, like a serial part, I think, if, if you want to go that route. I so. like creepy. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I love writing. I've been doing it since I was a kid, but I never, you know, really put myself anywhere. So. I can tell that you love it. It shows. Thank you. And that's something that's always really special to me in writing. I need to know that the person who's writing this is passionate about it and cares and yeah, very, very proud. Very proud. Thank very proud. you. So yeah, yeah, I got manuscripts like here, like Ooh. you know, stuff that you've written, and I'm like, man, this guy just needs to get his stuff out there, and like you did it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We can't do it for you. You got to do it for yourself, and you did it, man. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank just, you. Just be, just be ready for more. Um, yeah, of course. Because there's, there's a lot more that. I just I need to get my stuff together so I can I need to I need to make the time for it more is is what it comes down to. Um, and then I, obviously yeah. paying an editor is never fun, but you need huh. that. You, I see people self edit and you can, but you're you're not going to see what your right. readers are going to see. Right. Um, that's, that's the important part. You become in love with your story and you're like, OK, and it yeah. has to be this way. And you can only read your own writing so many times before it stops like going in and you stop really kind of processing what you've written and whether right. there are mistakes or grammatical errors or even just little things mm-hmm. like the amount of people I had to get to read my dissertation and I was like I can't I can't read it anymore I can't proofread this <sighs> any longer I'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally like it just you, you you miss so much like I missed a lot I had one person and I know I'm kind of going on about it but I had one person who was a friend like kind of read it who uh, she was an editor like a freelance editor and she was like, this is really good, but, you know, she's like, this grammar here, this way you did this part and all this other stuff. So, like, I kind of took that and I, I kind of fixed it up a little bit. And then I hired an editor and got, like, a similar, okay, this is really good. Um, like, she immediately was like, you were a great writer. And I was like, well, God, thank you. And this was, you know. That is what I, you want to hear. <laughs> right. And this was after I had already paid the bill. So, it was like, I'm not. You know, she's not like trying to get me to hire her. Like it was already, you know, set in stone. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And uh, 
you know, she just she kind of like she helped me reword some things and and definitely fix some of the grammar, which I'm like really like kind of grammar snob, but I still screw up. You know, it happens. And, uh, you know, I, I read it and I was just like after, you know, we were done working together, I read it and I was like, oh, my God, like it was I was OK with it. But she like helped me really get it the way it needed to be. And nice. and I'm just so happy to be able to work with her again. So that's great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to spending, yeah, getting, having some time to, to checking it out and being more like Charlie is and, 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 and wanting to know more and want more. So, but I already know, I already know it's going to be cool because I know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've read your stuff. I, I hope you know that I'm not going to leave you alone about this now. Like I will be pestering you at least once a week being like more book, more book, more book. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Excellent. Danielle did the cover and finally, you know. Even she's been drawing for you for a long time, and finally there's something published that, you yeah, know, you guys work together on. So that's cool. oh, I'm I'm meeting up with Danielle uh, this weekend, probably you know just to hang out. I haven't seen her since the wedding, but uh, also we're gonna start talking about that comic book again and and try to get that thing rolling. Nice. Hi. She's she's been working on it. Um, so I mean, it was pretty close the last time we actually were hardcore working towards it. So it's I'm hoping like early 2023 to pump that out and that the comic the comic book i think i wrote in like the description of of sins arise but the comic book is like before sins arise mm-hmm. uh, but it kind of interacts it kind of teases this like future version of the main character in sins arise so it's like him as a kid him as an adult and it kind of like comes together so i'm really really excited about it you're so you should it. be very proud very very well done thank you but uh should probably stop the recording here um <laughs> so i could talk about writing for hours uh but anyways thanks everyone for if you're still listening and uh we will see you all next week make sure you send charlie some happy birthdays on november 10th november 10th november 10th november 10th yes i know I know I should write that down. (laughs) Stop. But uh, we'll catch you all next week. May the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be witches. May the Schwartz be with you. Never more than 12. Admiral Yet.